848 K-Fire Now Guns and the 701 will do their entire segment in that dialect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, how's it going today? I can't do that. I don't have enough pumpkin spice anything in me to be talking like that. For <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Sad part is my, my pumpkin spice is about half gone here, Todd, so I'm, I'm, I'm sad about that. So when you drink that, do you have your pinky sticking out there? Or how does that work? Just for you. I'm, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel so, I feel so bad. We tried doing a, a little stream test last night. Couldn't get my webcam to work. And then I find out from my engineering dude, there's this tiny, tiny little switch above it. And sure enough, I'm like, yeah, okay, if I if I put the thing right up to my eyeball, I can see it. So it, now we know that works. So I might have to join you guys yeah, on Wednesday night or something. Yes, on Wednesday night, and uh, hopefully then we can stream on Friday mornings too. That was one of the other big announcements is, yeah, we'll, we'll do this on uh, on video so you can, jeez, uh, that means i got to put on a shirt. <laughs> yeah, well, as long as it's the guns at 701. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to wear my guns. The, I did not wear my guns in the 701 shirt this morning. I just grabbed whatever. I just wanted to make sure my ugly body was covered up. It didn't really matter, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. Could have been my wife's Donny Osmond shirt for all I cared. I just wanted to make sure I was covered up. <laughs> Pretty bad when you don't even want to look at yourself in the mirror. You can't expect other people to look at you and go, oh, sure, yeah. So what's the other big announcement today? Well, uh, do you want to take it, Jamie? Uh, Friday, starting at uh, eight fifteen, so we're going to be coming on with with Mitchell in the morning here on KFYR five fifty AM ninety nine point seven FM, and of course on iHeartRadio. So we're coming on at eight fifteen. Tell you every Fridays with Mitchell in the morning, and of course, um, if you don't get enough of us, then we still have the best podcast on iHeartRadio. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't don't tell all the other podcasts that I've told that they're the best. That you, know, you guys are the best. Yeah. And with the new right, streaming deal we're going to be doing here, uh, you'll be able to catch it on our YouTube and our Facebook. So we'll be going everywhere with it. Oh my gosh! Well, if the if the numbers go down when you put me on, then I'll, I won't feel bad if you tell me, yeah, Todd. <laughs> the numbers are terrible with you on there, so just stay in your well, studio. A guest on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Our podcast yeah. guest, actually, too. Yeah. So it turns out not everybody's that infatuated with Christy Gnome down in South Dakota. What the heck's going on? <laughs> well, I don't know about I am. that, but... Uh, <laughs> well, I, I did, did put all right, all right, all right. Let me, let me rephrase that. Everybody likes to gawk and look and drool as they see Governor Christy Gnome. However, once we get past the physical attraction y'all get, comes some difference in policy. There, is that a little bit more accurate? Well, what are you guys, 15 can, or something? Come on, grow well, up. One, 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 one thing I can tell you about Christy <laughs> Nome, though, her Second Amendment positions have never wavered since I've known her. So uh, I'm glad to see that. Yeah, I, I know the Californians don't like her much because of those policies, but uh, she went, basically extended a... An open invitation. If you don't like it out there, move on out to South Dakota, and we'll go ahead and get you set up with your firearm manufacturing and uh, accessories and everything else. So, you know, that oh, part's that, that part's good, but the the second you get that, you start getting the anti crowd following along. 
oh well now we got to go get rid of the guns in south dakota now well yeah they're there they've been there i fought them for decades they're just like they're here in north dakota you know i, I always thought this cold weather up here would keep the riffraff out but no they just keep moving yeah we can't even say that <laughs> we used to be able to say that and it used to mean something but now it's like no no they the problem is the riffraff puts a parka on when it gets in the 50s. I remember during Dapple, the, the, when they had the protest at the Capitol, it was 58 degrees. I went home at lunchtime, and a, a bunch of them are wearing parkas. And I don't think I laughed so hard in all my life. I'm like, boy, are you guys. In, and and remember the end of Dapple? We started saying, geez, if it would just get down to like 30-some-odd below, they'd probably all leave. And then it did, and they did. And boom. Yeah, it was almost like... <laughs> It was almost like divine intervention. This big front moved over the top and just circled over the top of the riots for a while, and that pretty much took care of it. Yeah, so anybody who wants to complain about the cold when it comes, just remember, it's very beneficial. (laughs) But I will point out that South Dakota has a pretty big firearms industry already, guys. Uh, It's about $400 million as far as what they consider their public impact. Companies like Corbon, Black Hills Ammo, Dakota Arms, Coldpack, uh, they moved in from New Hampshire. Um, basically, everyone's heard of Silencer Core or Silencer Central. They're based out of Sioux Falls down there, and of course, you got Barstow and HS Precision. So that's just a few of the companies of, of several that have moved into South Dakota and, and fleed their commie states like California, New Hampshire, Oregon, <laughs> Colorado. I mean, Magpul, they moved, they pulled out of Colorado. They didn't make it to South Dakota, but, um, it's just, it's, it's not new. Weatherby moved their entire headquarters out to Wyoming. They had properties out there before. Now they're just completely based in Wyoming. So California's seeing a lot of things leave and rightfully so with their assault on the second amendment. I mean, 23 anti-gun bills were, were signed, passed and signed by Governor Newsom, who, by the way, I'm sure is still eye on that Democrat presidential candidacy. And then they passed an 11% across-the-board excise tax on guns and ammunition. You know, I would if, well, you know, it's, if I were the Dems, I, I would put him front and center as the candidate. Why not? Oh, I... I I don't have it ruled out that they won't yet. I don't know. I don't know if they can drag old Dementia Joe across the finish line or not. But <laughs> <laughs> well, think, of, think of it this way. Our governor out in to win a presidential campaign, he has no chance of winning. And I've never heard the guy invite gun companies or gun owners to our state. Governor Noam is actually governing, and he's inviting gun companies to the state and people who love the Second Amendment. Like she said about California and and her boy Newsom there, why would anyone want to live in a state where your Second Amendment rights are infringed? I couldn't agree more. Well, exactly. You know, I want to hear, why don't I hear Doug Burgum saying stuff like that? You know, he's too busy um, getting money allocated to, to get in the uh, Democrat invasion coordinator and inviting a bunch of refugees here who couldn't care less about the Second Amendment and our guns. <laughs> in fact, they want them taken away because that's ingrained in their brain from the uh, countries they come here from. So, well, and, and tell and, me hey, for well, a second that you're not going to find a gun in Compton when you, you know, of course you're going to find them. For example, I mean, to, to, to name one of a bazillion, yep. but but there's your stereotype. You know, they've got the guns. We better be able to have them too, right? Absolutely. And I'm glad to see these gun companies are fleeing those states. Uh, we just heard about Smith & Wesson. You know, they had moved down to Tennessee. They finally got their manufacturing plant opened up. And uh, it's going to be a great thing for that Tennessee area. 
I mean, NRA is even still working on moving a lot of things down to Texas, so we'll see where that goes. They, you know, there's been some stalls in that, but I don't blame them for wanting to flee what they're what they're envisioning right now and what they're going through, and that's in New York because that's where they were founded. That, and we've seen what New York's doing the conservatives. Meanwhile, they should be inviting the NRA up here. No, well, there, yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. And we can we can give them uh, the the hour that Game and Fish doesn't want to have here on K Fire. That's fine. Absolutely, they can get a house. They can build their they can build their headquarters next to Cody's place. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that. I that would be that. funny. That would be oh. funny. You would never you would never That's leave. Eight forty nine at K Fire Guns in the seven hundred one here. And uh, so, as as the gun manufacturers and owners are leaving California, they're trying to get a few sharpshooters over there. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've heard of this before. And Catalina Island, which is apparently just off the short boat right off the coast of Southern California, um, they got over a million visitors a year, most of them from uh, smog-filled uh, scum hole of, L- of L.A., um, the nonprofit that administers much of that island, though, it's 4,000 people a year live there. They say the very existence as a functioning ecosystem is threatened by a couple unwanted guests, the dreaded mule deer, which they call an invasive species, which is first introduced on that island back in the late 20s, apparently. And so the plan to handle this, this evil invasive species is um, by hiring people to shoot them from helicopters, which I'm open Give me a call. Um, you know, send me an email. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Uh, the problem, they say, at Catalina is the land is no match for apparently roughly 2,000 of these deer who are competing uh, for a diminishing amount of vegetation. And, of course, we're talking California. The situation uh. exacerbated by, you got it, guys, the climate crisis. And <laughs> uh, Whitney was Whitney Latour. She's chief executive of the Catalina Island. Conservancy says, um, unless we address the deer issue, the island will become more and more vulnerable to the devastating consequences brought on by rising temperatures and drought, which she's insinuating it's uh, a global warming, apparently. So her organization has proposed partnering with a nonprofit called White Buffalo Incorporated, and they employ hunters to help uh, preserve native species and ecosystems. And um, Catalina, like I said, they've done this before. When I've seen this, it reminded me of a story I've heard. They eliminated invasive species starting in, in 1990, apparently. Hunters killed about 1,700 goats within two weeks, and no goats to be found. They did the same thing to the pig population. Maybe they should have called Daryl first. He could have made <laughs> truck them up from the coast. And got some free pigs. <laughs> I swear I thought pigs could fly as he drops them out of a helicopter. There you go. <laughs> what, what, what I found weird too is bi- apparently bison are on this island, but but they haven't been eliminated. They reduced the herd to about four hundred. Uh, it was four hundred, and they reduced it to a hundred today using birth control. Which whatever, I, that's that's definitely a leftist thing there to give birth control to animals. That's weird to me. And of course, this Diane Stone of the Catalina Humane Society said they do not oppose all killing of deer. Because hunters can already sign up, apparently, for a multi-day expedition there. But what they're opposed to is killing all the deer. And doing it <laughs> uh, doing it from above 
in a matter they consider gruesome and violent. I don't know how shooting a, a deer out of a helicopter is any more gruesome and violent than shooting it from the ground. I don't. That makes no sense to me. So of course they got a petition going to oppose it, and they got three thousand two hundred signatures on it already. And the the, the conservancy argued that uh, the proposed mass culling was the best of all the bad options. The middle deer population is beyond capacity, and and um, this is the best way to do it. And they, they said that, too, that shooting, it sounds cruel. And I, I don't know why, why that sounds cruel. Like I said, what's the difference if you shoot them from the air or the ground? But, uh, yeah, 2,000 <laughs> uh, million looks like they're going down on Catalina Island. I guess, you know, if you if the blade on the helicopter is hitting the deer as you do it, then that might be a little weird. But beyond that, I... Probably, <laughs> that's probably faster than a bullet, Todd. Well, well that's true, bullet. too. But, I mean, it, it, it starts... Spraying deer stuff all over the place and it just it makes the mess. We can't have that. Oh, uh, let's start the rumor that the bison over there that the left has has managed to get the bison over there to be friendly enough to be petted. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know I don't know how long bison going to Catalina Island. You know I don't know Jamie how long humans have inhabited the island. I, I guess I didn't go and look that up, but I would think they're more in, in an invasive species than the animals there. But I guess it uh, all matters in your perception and where you want to go from it. I guess. They're on Meanwhile, the wildlife. Meanwhile, in the never-ending list of California stuff here at Guns uh, in the Seven Hundred One, a ban on high-cap magazines. Yeah, and this has already been, you know, this has already struck down by uh, basically U.S. District Judge Roger Benitez. Uh, he struck this down once already. Of course, California, they jumped right on that and said, nope, we're going to file an appeal. So they filed for a stay, and they got it. Uh, it was a 7-4 to four vote of the Ninth Circus Court of Appeals, as, as uh, Rush used to call them, the Ninth Circus Court, because they have such crazy rulings. But it's also one of the first times that the entire court Usually it's a panel of about three judges that make these decisions, but no, the entire court came on because they knew, uh, from what I understand and reading and reading more into this, is that they figured that it would actually be upheld and the, the basically the ban would be gone under Bruin. So the whole court come in with the additional leftist judges on there, and they ruled in a 7-4 to four that the stay could not take, or uh, that the uh, stay was going to be implemented and the ban could move forward as it was written and overturn Judge Roger Benitez. And so this is going to, here's what's going to happen with this, guys. They made their ruling. It's going to now go up to the court system once again, and they're going to take that back to the Supreme Court, I imagine, and then the Supreme Court's either going to, A, turn it back down there and say, hey, here's what Bruin says in this decision, or they're going to turn around and uphold it, which I really highly doubt. So they'll probably overturn it, but there's going to have to be a whole bunch of litigation and money spent again. Um, right away, though, their attorney general in California, he's another leftist, Rob Bonata, or Bonita, or something like that. He's a Democrat. And he was so happy that this happened because <laughs> it was going to just cause just un, unheard of harm in the state of California with all these high-capacity magazines coming in. And by the way, California defines that as... 10 rounds or more. So, you know, I look at this, and uh, the four judges that were appointed by Republican presidents, they dissented. They said it was just a laughably absurd, especially because of the Supreme Court ruling in Bruin. And that's just going to have to work its way through now. I don't uh, understand so why you need to shoot that deer 10 times, though. I mean, can't you just shoot it <laughs> once? 
Hey, Joe's getting all Kevlar vest, Todd. They're all right. You're going to hit it with a helicopter blade anyway and shred the poor thing. I don't even know why you need a gun. Just point the helicopter blade. Oh, wait, that's it. That's inhumane, too. Forget the sharpshooters. That's inhumane, too. There we go. Guns in the 701. The new stuff hits when? Uh, and everything will upload immediately after the show on uh, Friday. Well, right now, Friday afternoon with uh, Mitchell in the morning on iHeart platforms and every place else you get your stuff. You can catch it on our website at gunsinthe701.com and, of course, on YouTube and Facebook. Wednesday night, same thing. Live stream starts at 6 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time, 7 o'clock Central. And, of course, it uploads immediately after that on all the podcasting platforms, including the best one, iHeartRadio. There you have it. All right, Guns of the 701. Looking forward to even more stuff with you guys during next Friday. Take care. Have a good weekend. You too, Todd. Catch you later. Have a great weekend.